Hi, welcome to our Work Together Anywhere podcast series. Thank you for joining us today and we're delighted to have you involved. This series is specifically designed by Rico UK to help you navigate the challenges and opportunities organisations face today. From a pandemic to Brexit, from empowering your people to optimising the workplace. Whether it's process automation or IT infrastructure and cloud services, there is something here for everyone. These podcasts contain the latest advice and good practice from industry experts and business leaders. We'll be sharing knowledge and helpful strategies to guide you, your people and your organisation towards your business goals. Before we get started, just a reminder, you can find on-demand webinars, upcoming events and our podcasts at insights.rico.co.uk. Simply click register for webinars. Now let's begin. Hi, my name's Trish Jethwa and welcome to this podcast where I'll be focusing on how technology can support an organisation's return to work strategy. Now, I've seen plenty of media coverage and I'm sure you have as well about these plans of returning to work and, and really returning on this hybrid model of where you're going to have people working from home and also going into the office space. This trend has been on a rise, I'd say, probably for the last few years, but massively accelerated by COVID last year. And recently, you see large organisations like BP, and um, they've announced that they'll be returning to work two days a week. I saw an article actually around sort of 1,200 people returning to the Canary Wharf office space in London through a phased approach, but still having the majority of people working from home. And although these discussions, they've really been about kind of, you know, mainly focusing on the people, the people in the property space, I would say. So what I wanted to do today was really focus on drawing our attention to how services, I guess these, these services, so like IT services, facilities, mailroom services, how they will be delivered moving forward in this hybrid working model. The last year, we've seen a huge amount of challenges to these types of services, particularly, I personally think IT were hit very hard because they immediately had to change their operating model. And planning forward, and I guess they, these teams have learned a lot, but moving forward with this return to work and this hybrid model, they need to look at how they can effectively and efficiently drive that service delivery moving forward. Now, you know, many organisations have embraced technology over the last year to support this shift um, to, to this hybrid model. And, you know, we have seen a lot of benefits from remote working. It's cost effective, it's productive. But we all also know that actually office working is still hugely beneficial to employee engagement, to collaboration and a number of different aspects. So actually adopting a solution that actually covers both of those areas is going to be fundamental to, to moving back to that return to work strategy. So where do smart lockers fit into all of this? Well, smart lockers, we've seen it in our everyday life, and um, they provide a, a contactless, a secure, a traceable method to be able to actually pick and drop off items. So I've, I've used an Amazon locker in the past, and actually it's very efficient in com comparison to actually 
physically waiting for a delivery or being available for a delivery at home. And we're going to be focusing on three applications today to actually explore this, this topic further. So the first is IT inventory smart lockers and, you know, focusing on services like break fix, laptop break fix that is, laptop refreshes, delivery of IT peripherals. The second area is parcel management lockers. So looking at parcels and I guess the actually even secure documentation, something that needs to be delivered but have that chain of custody attached to it. And finally, personal storage lockers and how, you know, we're going to move from a very traditional locker. So, you know, lock and key, something that can't be managed remotely to actually smart personal storage lockers. So let's begin with IT and how we can use um, and I guess transform IT service delivery for end users moving forward. And for this part of the podcast, I've actually joined by Carl. So he's from one of our locker partners. So hi, Carl. Would you mind giving a quick introduction? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name's Carl Prescott. I work for Apex, which is the manufacturer uh, and supplier of the lockers and the cloud solution that drives the lockers. Uh, We are one of Ricoh's partners and work with Ricoh for a number of years now using smart lockers for a variety of different solutions. Uh, And I'm one of the principal architects here, solutions architects here. Thanks, Carl. And um, and I guess, yeah, we I mean, <laughs> we've been having a lot of conversations with customers around particularly, I guess, your area of expertise around the workflow. So we'll definitely investigate and delve more into that shortly. And um, I mean, I guess this for me, this solution is particularly relevant. I, I mean, last week I actually fell victim to any homeworkers complete worst nightmare my laptop crashed and my hard drive packed in and obviously after I got over the panic of that I followed up with calling our Rico IT team and they were brilliant they uh, diagnosed obviously the issue remotely um, and the resolution was to get me a new laptop and that arrived by courier the next day now Although that was really efficient and a very effective service, that kind of service, I don't think, is sustainable moving forward because you've got the cost of the courier. Couriers can cost anything up to about £1.50 per mile. Um, But also it's around that business loss of kind of productivity. So I guess, Carl, that's a classic example that's very personal to me. But what what are you seeing in terms of those trends and kind of particularly with IT teams of looking at alternative ways of delivering things like new laptops to end users? So, yeah, we're seeing lots of different things and various different models. Um, Obviously, at the moment, everybody's still at home. Um, So courier model to the home is is still something that's happening more frequently. But as people slowly return to the office and there are plenty of people in offices now, we are seeing um, sort of hybrid models. What, What businesses are trying to do is reduce at the moment face-to-face contact try and sort of streamline and and allow people to self-serve kit where they can and that's where lockers really come into their own i think i mean they they, we've got lots of customers now that are deploying smart lockers uh that in your example um they would they would place a uh the 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 laptop that's being swapped out for your broken one um and by getting a click and collect code or or using an identification badge, we can very easily get that laptop into your hands or one of your colleagues' hands 
without there having to be a face-to-face -face contact. It can happen, you could pick that up whenever you want, and you could pick it up without having to be face-to-face -to, -face to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, so we're seeing lots of uses like that. New starters coming into the businesses, um, picking up IT kit and all their starter kits from a locker uh, is very popular. Uh, and equally, um, at the other end of the process, people and contractors dropping kit off at the end of the day or at the end of their contract, again, in the smart locker, whenever suits them um, in a sort of self-serve fashion. So we're, we're seeing yeah. a lot of that in this uh, new world that we all find ourselves in. To be honest, I think I would have benefited greatly, <laughs> greatly from actually being able to access the locker. But I mean, one, one other thing that I was thinking about as well is that, you know, with these trends, it, it's great from a, a sort of a user perspective, but also actually, we all know that um, there's been plenty of articles around sort of employee stress levels that have been increasing. And especially with the high demand on IT services, I guess this is kind of another way to support these teams from fundamentally, I guess, burning out because they've got so many different tasks to do. But if actually a lot of that's managed through a locker, it does really help these teams moving forward. Yeah, and I think one of the big benefits that you find with uh, smart lockers and solutions that allow much more self-service, it, it decouples two people's um, calendars. They no longer have to arrange to be in the same place at the same time. The IT people or uh, somebody in the team can preload a locker with, with kit and the person that then ultimately needs that kit can turn up and self-serve whenever they uh, have a free slot in their calendar. It just reduces the uh, the requirement for everybody to be in the same place at the same time and line up multiple calendars, which we uh, we all know is difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess on, on that basis, can you kind of give our listeners sort of a, a view of how this solution would work? I appreciate that it's difficult to describe and it's always good to be in front of a locker, but could you maybe just talk us through a simple user journey? Sure. I think if you imagine um, the hardware being something like the click and collect lockers you might have used in a store or the Amazon lockers um, at a train station or, or one of the various other places that they're cited, imagine that style of locker. Fundamentally, the user interaction with the locker is very similar to that. So what would normally happen um, in the IT world is you would go through a very similar process to what you went through with your broken laptop. So you would you'd realize you've got a problem with a laptop. You might log a ticket into your IT service management system like ServiceNow or whatever else you might be using, SolarWinds, those sorts of things. Your IT team would then do the normal diagnostics that they do. They would come to the conclusion ultimately they couldn't fix it, that you might need a swap out. And what would happen at that point is instead of the normal process of having to check stock in a store cupboard, then having to arrange to uh, image it and sort it all out, and then the IT person run around the building or either delivering it to you if you're on site uh, or arranging that to be couriered to you um, separately. We can either we can do one of two things at the locker. The locker can either be pre-stocked with laptops in advance or on demand at the point that you realize you've got a laptop that you need to be swapped out. The IT person can go and use a click and collect code at that locker to drop a laptop into the locker. They then have a corresponding pickup code which they can send to whoever's going to be collecting that laptop. And then all they need to do is get you that click and collect code normally via email. Uh, or it can be via a text, or it could be via a web portal. They could put the code in a ticket that you might have logged. Uh, we might talk later about integration. All this can happen seamlessly in the background um, if you are using an IT service management system. But really, all, all it is is the delivery happens via the IT department who use a delivery code. 
whoever's picking it up uses a pickup code and fundamentally that's it you scan the code the locker pops a door open you grab your items in your case you might want to drop off the broken item in there at the same time close the door uh, go about your business and i guess to a certain extent that that is um kind of a typical workflow but i guess uh, and again uh, you know we've worked together on some of these projects and very much so a lot of these organizations have an individual requirement and i guess that's where that kind of workflow mapping that that sort of understanding that desired user journey really kind of comes into play yeah and what we'd normally try and do it's a very collaborative approach with rico and with the end user what we'd normally try to do we want to understand uh, the customer journey and what they're doing at the moment in terms of talk us through your current process for doing a break fix swap out or talk us through your current process for getting new kit into new starters hands and then what we would do is between us we would map out what a solution would look like if we have smart lockers as an option or if there can be an integration to the service management um, system as part of uh, the, the solution we would map all that out we would um, put together a solution on paper and present it back and then then we would build and deploy that so, I mean, we're, we're predominantly talking about break, fix, swap out here at the moment. That's a really common use case. But yeah. anything that you would hand off from one person to another can be can be you um, done via a smart locker in this way. Absolutely. So I guess on that, have you got um, could you maybe talk us through a live example where we've shown sort of the impact of this um, this type of solution or the impact that, that that type of solution has had on an IT team? Sure. I think um, a really good example that um, we worked on together, Trish, was Coventry City Council, um, yeah. who had a requirement for, they, they'd already identified, this was actually pre-COVID, uh, if anybody can remember uh, pre-COVID, <laughs> but um, the, uh, they had a requirement, they, they'd already identified they wanted to do some level of self-serve uh, for IT kit. So they wanted to do the use case we've been talking about a lot here. So they wanted to do break fix swap outs. They wanted to do getting new starter kit into new starters hands uh, as self-serve as they could. And the same for levers, lever drop-offs. But they also wanted to be able to allow people to be able to self-serve IT peripherals, things like cables, USB sticks, mice, chargers, mm -hmm. things that there's a big requirement for day in, day out in the business that takes up a lot of time just in the handing over and booking out and dealing with the stock and all that sort of stuff. So they identified that they could solve this with a variety of different solutions. They actually put a few different solutions in place. They've got a click and collect locker, uh, or two click and collect lockers for IT management, one for loan items, one for uh, break, fix, swap outs, uh, new starter kits and levers. And they've also got uh, what we call an Edge 5000, which is a what, what looks like a coil-based vending um, solution, like you might get your cans of pop or your bags of crisps out of, which all plugs into the same cloud-based platform as the lockers. And through that, they are also supporting self-serve dispensing of various different, like I said, USB kits, batteries, phone cases, phone chargers, all those sorts of things. And... They put this in place just purely with a view to stop so many IT staff having to run around uh, and acting as delivery people across a fairly wide campus of across a lot of different people. And then COVID hit literally, I think, a month or two after we deployed it, and it turned out to be the perfect solution for a problem they never knew they were even going to have. And they've then ever since been very, very self-serve. I think they went from a team of 20 uh, managing all of the processes we've talked about down to most of those people being now back office and two people on site being able to run what previously took 
as I say, nearly 20 people to run. So it's been hugely successful. The end users really like it because it lets them serve themselves rather than having to, as I said earlier, book time in with an IT person to hand over a laptop or a other piece of IT equipment. It's just made a massive, massive reduction in the amount of effort spent on fairly mundane handover tasks that can now all be self-serving. Yeah, it's, do you know what? It's a really great example of how an innovative team have just reacted really quickly. I suppose that, like you say, there was the bonus that the lockers were in place previously, but but they really sort of adopted that technology um, and shaped it into, a, I guess, a delivery model that's changed and been flexible as, as the requirements have changed sort of throughout the year last year. And, um, and I guess moving forward into, you know, the full return to work piece. So it's a, it's a really great example. And I guess um, kind of moving forward because they, they really reacted sort of at the beginning of this this period. But moving forward, have you got any other examples of the types of um, technology conversations that people are having about the return to work strategy? I mean, for me, there's a lot of discussion around that tech bar concept. So combining, I guess, like, um, you know, workflows and technology to, to enhance like a central point that they call a tech bar to deliver these types of services. Uh, just keen to understand what, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I mean, tech bar is something we're seeing as a big growing sort of concept within large, large organisations. We've deployed a few now we've um where essentially you might have a, a manned desk where you can go and do uh, uh, an employee can rock up and say i've got this problem with my laptop or i've got this problem with my phone or whatever it might be and there'll be an element of the it person at that point trying to do some sort of face-to-face -face or in-person troubleshooting but if they get to the point where it's determined that no you need uh, a new charger or you need a new um, headset or you need to do a brake fix swap out on your laptop you can then direct them um, to the smart lockers and they can then complete that process without while the IT person moves on and helps the next person um, so we are seeing a big uptick in um, sort of tech by use uh, for for the smart lockers yeah absolutely Excellent. So um, from an IT services perspective, that's that's really what I wanted to cover. So no, thank you for your time, Carl. That was really insightful. You're very welcome. Great, great to talk to you. So moving on from IT delivery to things like delivering parcels and documents, I guess to be fair, it's it's a very similar concept because you still need a delivery method that's secure, that it's traceable and contactless moving forward. With a lot of employees working from home, there's almost that perception that home deliveries will continue in hugely high volumes. But we know that actually from a business perspective, that is not sustainable moving forward. And that's for a number of different reasons. So it's not efficient, really, if you think about it, for a delivery driver to deliver single items to individual houses because it's very costly and, as I said, not very efficient at all. And moving forward, employees will be um, not necessarily available to receive those packages, especially as we've discussed, you know, there will be this hybrid model of people being in the office as well as being at home. And I guess as well, there's that, that massive environmental impact with, with huge numbers of delivery drivers on the roads with that vast increase of e-commerce purchases. 
So if you look at where people will be going back to the office, and there is a likelihood that parcels will start to increase in terms of volumes, um, and that's both business and personal packages potentially, how will teams like the reception staff, the mailroom staff, how will they manage these items? Again, we're seeing a trend in smart lockers um, around this very conversation, and that's because it's enabling contactless delivery and there's some real key benefits around this. So the first piece I wanted to highlight is around remote management. Where you've got smart lockers, you can effectively manage parcel deliveries and um, remotely, although you do need a physical person to actually deliver those items to the locker. Once it's actually been delivered, it's all the workflow and the technology that manages the rest of that process. And for the delivery teams, that means a more effective management and no need for a physical presence. So an actual physical person either sitting at a window, trying to drive, um, I guess, collection um, type processes for staff and actually physically handing over those items. Or um, traditionally, we've always seen actually some organisations actually drive sort of a desk drop off type service. Again, not very efficient and probably not practical for the new office space moving forward. The other piece is around physical storage. So if employees are not in the office every day, then they're not necessarily going to be able to collect their parcels in a timely manner. If that's the case, then you need actually somewhere to store that parcel. And where companies are downsizing on office footprint, it just is not practical to have large storage spaces, large storerooms for all these parcels and packages. Storage in a locker will take up a smaller footprint and also um, lockers can be strategically placed. So if it's a multi-tenanted building, it could be in a lobby, for example, and if it's, if it's an area that has an outdoor car park space, it could be outdoors as lockers can also have that capability to serve outdoor spaces. And finally, I just wanted to cover off the last application, which is all around personal storage. As people move back to the office environment um, or this hybrid model that we've discussed through this podcast, there will need to be an adoption of agile working practices moving forward. And what that means is things like bookings of desks. So, you know, hot desking type methods. And because of that, people may not have an area to put their personal storage. Now, there may be employees that have traditional lockers in place across the office space, but what a traditional locker doesn't do is allow you to, to potentially, I guess, manage that from a facilities perspective effectively. Now, adopting personal lockers is really works hand in hand with agile working practices, because what it does is it gives you a single and remote management view of the entire locker portfolio. And the key point there is the remote management piece. So if facilities teams, like most employees, are having that hybrid working experience of being at home and also in the office space, they can have a single I guess, portal which they can log on and understand key management information like utilisation rates, how the lockers are being used, 
they can quite easily, I guess, um, change the, the way that the lockers are operating. So in terms of the percentage of those lockers, which are permanent storage and the percentage of lockers, which are day storage. And also from an employee perspective, they have um, it's a very nice user experience and it creates this frictionless office experience for them. It's keyless, so you can have it access it accessed by your ID card, so your access card. It's 24-7, it's and it's self-service. So no longer are you having to also put more onus on facilities teams to say, hey, I haven't got a locker. You can actually self-serve those types of services yourself as an employee. And I guess the key point here is that it's all modular and customizable. So what that means is that, you know, in terms of future proofing, this solution is something that can work with the ever-changing office environment. So in summary, hopefully what we've been able to, to articulate today is how smart lockers can really help organisations and specifically service delivery teams enhance their workspaces and more efficiently deliver those services to end users. And there's probably just a couple of summary points that I wanted to close off with. So the smart lockers really enable that contactless distribution of resources and remote management capability. They provide powerful new processes um, and automated workflows to improve efficiency and reduce costs. And they provide valuable reporting and data, which is fundamental to this day to understand the trends of the ever demanding workspace, whether that is, you know, the workspace at home or the workspace in the office. So thank you for your time today. And I really hope that you found this session useful. If you need any more information, please just get in touch. Thank you. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode informative. And if so, make sure you subscribe to all our upcoming episodes and let us know any feedback you may have. You can also connect with our RICO experts and guests on our Work Together Anywhere series page. Head to insights rico.co.uk and simply click register for webinars rico 